Welcome in. Happy Friday. I, I'm going to not even treat last week like the beginning of college football, right? You know, we had some games. I, I guess Notre Dame, Matthew Ice, of course, Matt Cruzan back here. This is Corbett's Corner on a Friday. Uh, so last week, you obviously got Notre Dame. They didn't cover, but you got to watch them get a victory. I'm treating this like the real one. We've got a top 25 matchup. We're going to talk about Miami, Louisville, and Boston College plays. Yes, I'm pumped. I am so geeked. I got Doug Flutie on, a little retro action. And we're going to start with BC getting flat out disrespected. Come on. Jeff Happley. Hashtag get in. I am in, baby. I Ever since that first press conference, I have loved it. Ever since this, uh, I've loved him. I've loved everything about this program, the direction. Uh, we don't get four stars, let alone four stars to flip. Uh, so the recruiting class already has been just revitalized by Jeff Halfley, who, uh, if people don't know, was uh, the co-defensive coordinator, I believe, for Ohio State. Obviously, they made the college football playoff. He, he, a lot of defensive backs are wanting to come play for him because he had Jeffrey Okuda, right? Who's, so BC has been known as this offensive tackle, offensive lineman draft product under Steve Adazio. Now I think we're going to get linebackers, safeties, cornerbacks, and I'm excited. Duke covered against Notre Dame. That's why I think they're getting uh, the line in their favorite. They're laying six points. The line opened at six, and I hit it halfway into Sunday. I hit it at six. I hit it at five. I hit it at four and a half. It is back at six. Uh, I'm going to go with BC. Phil Jerkovic, the Notre Dame transfer, immediately eligible. This is the best quarterback prospect we have had since maybe Matt Ryan and Doug Flutie. Um, so I am jacked, and I'm going to foolishly take BC points, BC money line. Matt, yeah, you, you watch BC probably second to me. You know, I've gotten you into this program. You're a Notre Dame guy. They're going to be in the ACC this year. That's going to be fun. We'll get to the Notre Dame, uh, the Notre Dame game in just a bit. But wait, what do you think? You, you saw Duke last week. What's the deal? Why are they getting six here or laying six? It's a great question because I am in. Get in. Hashtag yes, in. Get in. <laughs> um, like you said, Jeff Halfley on, uh, in charge now, looking for big things there. Uh, you said it yourself, guys want to play for him. DBs want to play for him. And on top of Jeffrey Okuda, Denzel Ward two years before that, Malik right. Cooker. This dude just first-round draft pick or for corners, Ohio State. The whole time. Anyway, Phil Jerkovic, love what he showed in the limited playing time he had at Notre Dame. He came in in relief of Ian Book a few times, showed promise. Obviously, Ian Book came back for a fourth year. We weren't sure that he was. Otherwise, it was going to be Jerkovic's job. Notre Dame, we didn't think Book was going to come back, So, and we felt fine about Jerkovic being the guy in charge. Book comes back, he transfers, and I really look for him to jumpstart this offense. I think the coach brings a defensive attitude for BC. They can handle it. Duke looked all right. I'll obviously, I think it was more of a product of Notre Dame not playing well than it was Duke doing much. We'll get into that in the Notre Dame game. I'm with you. I am on BC. I said points. What points? Plus 190. Give me the money line. Fly <laughs> equals fly. I love it. I mean, yeah, come on. I, I get my bookie texting me sometimes. He'll be like, BC this weekend? I go, yeah, I'm going to hit you, buddy. Uh, so let's hit that halfway to Sunday. Come on, audience, let's go. BC plus six. Uh, to Notre Dame, I'll have to admit to you, I took Duke last week, so I was victorious there. 
I'm thinking about taking USF with the points here, plus 24, just because I'm going back to the well. Uh, Ian Book, yeah, you guys got to be excited about him coming back. And I don't know, I've got this weird view of Ian Book. I, I see him as kind of like this, he's a guy, but I don't know if he's the guy to take you over the top and you're going to have to go through Clemson this year. Uh, so I'll take USF because they're getting 24. Notre Dame is, you know, everyone's, they're, they're a national team. They're a national powerhouse. So they're always going to be having to lay a lot of points. Uh, how do you see, so were you on Notre Dame last week? And then how do you see this matchup? Last week, uh, just for fun, I took an alternate line, like minus 28 and a half. And that was not oh, to get the, yeah, to get some good. Um, so there was that. They were underwhelming last week on offense, to be expected a little bit. They lost – they have Ian Book back, but they lost every single weapon that they had. Chase Claypool, second-round right? pick. Cole Komet, second-round pick. Uh, the top two running backs were uh, drafting the NFL slot receiver, Chris Pinky, undrafted guy. They lost all the weapons on offense. Uh, but – and then on top of that, uh, two other receivers who were returning were hurt, top two receivers. So no uh, real or no reliability or connection between book and the receivers. Running back though, last year as a freshman had four carries for 26 yards. Last week, 21 touches, 205 total yards of offense, two touchdowns. That would be a really you know unique story if that kid, Kyrell Williams, Kyron Williams, excuse me, comes out big. Uh, the defense is the key though. They do return some guys there. The secondary actually could be better than it was before. They did have one. They did lose their biggest piece last week. Kyle Hamilton, he left the game in the middle with a leg injury. He's uh, day-to-day. I do think Notre Dame's out. Firing on all cylinders really tries to pick it up a notch, and I do have them covering 24 this week. All right. We'll keep an eye on that one as well. And so the ACC is getting going. I think SEC, you might get a few games here, but I, I'm not sure exactly if everyone's full uh, going there. And, of course, people are beginning – uh, going to keep an eye on Big Ten returning. I mean, Mike, what the heck is happening? Now the MAC wasn't going to happen, and now they're coming back. I mean, we're, we're going to get football. Now the FCS is just kind of sitting around like, what do we do? Uh, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. But, again, uh, some big ACC matchups, so we'll stay with that. How about Florida State? Uh, new head coach. I, I think it's just the program, guys. It's not these head coaches you're bringing in. You lost to Georgia Tech. That That is terrible. Um, so Georgia Tech might be – a little bit overhyped, I think, in this one, because UCF, contrarily to that, I think is actually a good program, you know, because they're, Josh Heupel uh, took over for Scott Frost, and now it looks like Heupel might be a better coach than Scott Frost. Uh, we'll see how Nebraska does later this year. But I think UCF, it's minus seven and a half. The hook does not worry me there. I'm going to go and lay the points with UCF. I think Georgia Tech uh, after a big win over Florida State, I take chop that up more as Florida State being bad. Uh, so I'm going to go with UCF there. And it's their first game of the season, Georgia Tech second. I think UCF is going to come out firing and blow them out. Yeah, I attribute also Georgia Tech win last week, not because of them, more of a case of FSU. They no longer are running the infamous triple option, so that kind of hurts the soul a little bit from just a pure fan standpoint. You love that tradition. But while they did actually quarterback look decent last week, I, like 277 passing yards, mm -hmm. you know, a couple dozen rushing yards, but they didn't do anything other than score twice. UCF, incredibly explosive last year. 
Um, now they did have 10 guys opt out in August opt out. I love saying that. So (laughs) keep an eye on that, but they did, they returned 67% of their offensive production. And then Dylan Gabriel as a true freshman last year, a very productive season, Heisman dark horse, Dylan Gabriel. I like it. All right. There for me though, I have over 62 and a half. Um, I think they will be a little slow defensively first game as well. Georgia tech had a week, you know, second game. I, but I do not think the UCF offense will struggle at all. I agree. They come out firing lots of points. I like the over 62 and a half. Yeah, UCF overs were like an auto lock over the last couple of years and a little Heisman nugget there for you as well. I like that good stuff. All right, it's the top 25 matchup of the weekend. Uh, Miami, I'm a, I'm a big Levitar Show fan, so I, I am abnormally into Miami sports and getting to listen to them over height or, you know, be bogged down by Manny Diaz and not being back, right? The U has not been back. But now they're ranked, and they covered uh, one pretty good for their week one. Louisville, everyone's talking about Dark Horse, ACC. And they got the guy from App State, right, who did a great job in his first year last year. They've got some studs on offense. Uh, so Louisville, I actually got this when the line opened at minus one and a half. It is now two and a half, but there's been some sharp buyback on Miami, which is interesting. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Louisville being favored, I don't – Miami fans might feel a little disrespect, but there's also sometimes – you feel a lot better about being a dog when it's your team than I think about being a favorite a little bit in some of these games because it's a little bit uneasy. Miami notoriously does not show up in these types of games, especially under Manny Diaz, even when he was the defensive coordinator. So I got Louisville at minus one and a half. Two and a half scares me a little bit, but I'll still stick with it. Uh, I think Louisville wins this game. Matt, how did you see it? See it similarly as well. Miami's one and four against the spread in their last five against Louisville. Uh, so Louisville's had their number. Manny Diaz is not the answer, Hurricane fans. He had the one cent left, came back. Not it. Uh, they're both teams, or so Cunningham was there last year, I believe, but the Miami quarterback is new, Derek, or I don't know if it's Derek. Yeah, Derek King from Houston. Uh, he sat he, out, remember, in a trance. Okay, yeah. He's legit, but Malik Cunningham is better, and it's going to come down to who can make more tackles in space. I have Louisville at minus two and a half. I didn't get him ahead earlier in the week. I feel good about that there. Uh, if it goes up, I wouldn't go over three. If it gets to three and a half, I'd buy that hook down. But and then the other thing, Louisville overs are have hit in their last six. I think that stops here. This uh, this total opened at fifty nine and a half. It's currently at sixty five. I'll take mm. the under sixty five. Crazy movement this week on that total. Got steamed up. So I have under sixty five to go ahead with Louisville by field goal. Yeah, I like that a lot. Miami, you know, we make fun of Manny Diaz, but his defense is good right they, they've got NFL products on that defense and Louisville a uh, high scoring team they're a lot like UCF but they played a game that went under uh last week right against Western Kentucky so I, I like that play there especially against line movement that crazy uh that'll do it for us quickly before we wrap it up did you watch college game day last week it's it's funny because watching everyone during the zoom era right they had Lee Corso in his backyard it was kind of funny but there was a lot of technical difficulties Chris Paul was on awkwardly just picking you know games by his heart and not by any knowledge you know I think that it was just it was a little weird Kirk Herbstreit was uncomfortable the whole time have you watched it at all will you watch it tomorrow 
I was not able to watch it last week. We're on the road uh, for baseball, but tomorrow I will be locked in. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll get your thoughts on that. Maybe we'll do a weekend pod again. We'll just kind of, we're going to be watching football and we'll see, you know, if if we have some time to get some info out to you guys. He's Matt Cruz and I'm Dylan Corbett. This is Corbett's Corner on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe. Uh, I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. It gets me into some, you know, BS YouTube club, but I want to be a part of it. So help me hit that subscribe and keep it uh, locked in with both of us here on Corbett's Corner.